Welcome to Mind of a Madman. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Carafa. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining in this week. Um, so, like last week, we're gonna, it's going to be kind of the same thing. We're going to go over some couple news stories. Um, we're going to look at a couple notable uh, uh, events in history on this day. And then uh, we're going to start each week looking at a specific topic. Uh, it could be anything. Um, this week we're going to look at the COVID-19 uh, vaccine, you know, the, you know, all the myths that are out there about it and, like, the facts about it. So let's start with the news. Um, this first article was actually sent to me by a listener. Uh, it's entitled, The Ten Richest People Currently in Prison Right Now and What Crime They Committed. So as, as the title suggests, it's basically the ten richest people who are in prison right now and, you know, what crime they committed. And so the first person is Michael Jace. Um... He's worth between $400,000 to $1 million. Um, he was convicted of murder and will serve 40 years to life in prison. At number 9 on the list is Phil Spector, worth approximately $35 million. Um, they found actress Lana Clarkson shot in his, in his home in 2003, and he was charged with that. Uh, at number 8 is Martin... A Shepherdly, so seventy million dollars. Uh, he was the uh, a Turing Pharmaceutical CEO, and he was uh, sentenced to seven years in prison in March of 2018 uh, for uh, defrauding uh, investors uh, in his hedge funds. Um, at number seven is uh, Stuart. Uh, he was a former owner of a peanut butter corporation. Uh, and he knew that uh, there was a salmonella in like uh, a couple batches of peanut butter, and he did nothing about it. You know, he left the go so he could, you know, because you know, he didn't want to cut into his profits. Well, it ended up the people getting sick, people dying, and uh, he got a 28 year sentence out of that. At number six is Wong Kong Yu, worth $1.6 billion. He founded uh, Goma Electrical uh, Appliances in Beijing in 1987 on borrowed cash. Um, he was convicted for bribery, insider trading, and stock, manipula stock manipulation. Expected to be released in 2024. Number five is Nig Lapsig. He's worth $1.8 billion. Um, he made his fortune in real estate. He was arrested in 2015 over bribery charges. Uh, he was sentenced to four years in prison in 2018, and then find and then he was also fined a million dollars for his crime. At number four is Alan Stanford. It's worth 2.2 billion. Alan Stanford became infamous for his role in creating the second largest inv uh, investor fraud scandal in U.S. history. He had an eight billion dollar Ponzi scheme. It was shut down in 2009 by the FBI. Uh, he ended up with 13 felony counts and landed a billion. Landed the billionaire with a 110 years uh, prison sentence. Um, and all of his investors have received five cents for every dollar that they gave to him. So it just goes to show you with these Ponzi schemes, you know, it's it's easy it's easy to be suckered in. You know, you get a you know you can't make, make you know there, there's no such such thing as easy money. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, then at number three. Is Ding Yuxin. He's a multi-billionaire. Doesn't really give an exact uh, estimation. They're saying maybe around thirty billion, but they're not sure. Um, he gave Ro Railways Minister 
Liu Xinjiang, 49 million yen, which is roughly 7 million United States, dollars in the United States, in exchange for government contracts. Uh, at number two is Victor Bout, worth about $6 billion. Um, he was dubbed the Merchant of Death. Um, he profited from terrorist drug cartels and even countries in civil war. Uh, but uh, back in the 80s, when he provided tens of thousands of AK 47s uh, into the hands of West African fighters, uh, he was sentenced 25 years to life in 2011. And then, uh, number one, this is no surprise, uh, Bernie Madoff, it's worth $17 billion. Uh, he defra- you know, if if you don't know who uh, Bernie Madoff is, I'm about to tell you, but he, you know, he made news recently and a couple years ago. He defrauded uh, his investors of over $50 billion over two decades. Uh, he, is ser- he is serving 150 years in maximum security. I mean, I think it's, that's, the, that's a little extreme. He's an old man. He's not going nowhere, but... So, that's that story. Next one. Last week we talked about uh, a story about how the, you know, how the Navy had admitted that there was... Um, some kind of UFO that, that like you crashed in, in, into the water is kind of related to, to the Tic Tac video. This kind of ties in, like I like I said last week, it's like it's like the government's slowly starting, you know, to you know release you know, this information. You know, you know, I you know, I mean, I don't know if if they think that we're that, you know the public's ready for it or what, but they're 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 slowly starting to you know uh, go into a to a disclosure. This article is titled, FBI has declassified documents from 1947, talking about multidimensional beings that visit Earth. Uh, the article goes on to say, these FBI uh, files were recently leaked, and in them you can clearly see the fact that not only did they already confirm the existence of aliens out there, but they've also captured proof of these multidimensional beings that have attempted to visit our planet on multiple occasions so far. Uh, this completely proves the ancient astronaut theory right off the bat, and it also proves the fact that all the all of our all of the ancient out of place artifacts we've uncovered over years belong to these ancient civilizations. Uh, the text that dates back to 1947 is especially important as it mentions the term flying saucers on multiple occasions. You can see the official FBI vault yourself. Um, I'm going to post it up on the Facebook page so you guys can look at it. Um, you, you can read most of it. There's a, a, a couple small parts that are redacted, but 99% of the, of the of the document is is intact. It is a very interesting you know read to look at. Uh, so, you know, it seems like every week they're releasing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So I think it's only a matter of time until they come out on TV and say this exists. You know, they exist. You know, we know about them. We've been working with them. So. Uh, and uh, that that date is looming in June for when uh, they have to turn over all classified files on UFOs, and so I can't wait for that to happen. So, next thing, let's get into something that's been very big lately. Um, if anybody you know, follows the stock market or any kind of cryptocurrency, you've noticed that cryptocurrency has been taking a huge dive bomb lately. It's been it's, it's been scary. I mean, you know, no matter what what form of Bitcoin or whatever it is, it, it's it's all been taking a, a hit. So, uh, this article goes on to kind of talk about it. It just says, The dramatic pullback in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies 
comes as a flurry of negative headlines and catalysts from Tesla CEO Elon Musk to a new round of regulations by the Chinese government have hit an asset sector that has been characterized by extreme volatility since it was created. The flagship cryptocurrency fell to more than a three-month low on Wednesday, dropping back to $30,000 at one point uh, for a pullback of more than 30% and continuing a week of selling in the crypto space. So, you know, if you didn't hear what Elon Musk said, he said that that, that because it takes so many resources to mine uh, bitcoins that until something was done so that it was more economically f- economically friendly, uh, Tesla would no longer be uh, accepting uh, bitcoin as payment for you know products from them. So, and then like I just, like the article just said, you know, you know the Chinese government have has put regulations on it. So, uh, I don't think crypt- cryptocurrency is going to go away. I don't think it's gonna, you know, be worthless. I mean, I think if you if you've ever looked for something to get in an investment, first of all, I'm no I'm no kind of financial expert. I'm not an accountant, so don't take my advice, you know, heart. This, this is this is just in my thought. If you're looking to invest in something, the price is down now, and it's, uh, I, 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 you know, I feel it's gonna go up. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I'm I have no, if, you know, I have no knowledge on this. I'm you know I'm you know by no means educated. Uh, in this kind of matter, but you know, it's, it's just kind of common sense, you know. And if you look at the trend, you know, you know, you know, every time something like this comes out, it dips down. And what what really makes me think now's the time to buy is, remember Tesla, the Tesla Corporation itself owns a whole bunch of this, and they're not selling it. And so if if, if you they're not selling it, they you know, that just kind of shows that you know that's kind of like a wink wink, you know, it, it's going to go up. So. Uh, the final article I have to read today, and this one actually hits hits uh, close to home here because it's about Pennsylvania, you know, which is you know where I live. Um, it's entitled "Pennsylvania Voters Pass Constitutional Amendments to Limit Governor's Emergency Orders Without legis- Legislative Support." When the pandemic first started, he, uh, our uh, our governor uh, Tom Wolf, he completely shut down the state, which I kind of get, but. Then he came out with all these crazy rules, like, you know, these stores could be open, but these stores couldn't. And really, all, all it did was it hurt the small businesses, and it, it created, you know, a direct line for all the big box stores to just have, you know, you know, you know, a lot more. You know, it basically gave them, you know, the market on everything because, you know, they were, you know, supposedly bigger, had more space, but, uh, and uh. At one point during uh, Pennsylvania's shutdown, uh, legislators had had you know, created a bill to basically uh, undo all of his restrictions and disclosures. And uh, you know, of course, you know, the Tumwolf administration t- took it to court and won, and it was overturned. Well, when we just went to our primaries here a couple days ago, there was uh, th- uh, we had a th- we 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 were able to vote on an amendment to our state constitution, which limits the, the governor's power. So the article goes on to say that on May 18th, Pennsylvania voters appealed two constitutional amendments on the governor's emergency powers, which were a point of conflict between Republican-controlled legislature and Democratic Governor Tom Wolf during the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, according to unofficial results, on May 19th, both Question 1 and 2 received 54% of the, national, the statewide vote. Voters also approved the other two statewide measures on ballots by a vote of 71% to 29% and 72 to 28 respectively. 
Question 1 allows Pennsylvania General Assembly to pass a resolution which not only requires a governor's signature, uh, what does not require the governor's signature, to extend or terminate the governor's emergency declaration. Question 2 limits the governor's declaration to 21 days unless the legislature votes on a current concurrent resolution to extend the order. The legislature passed a concurrent resolution to the end of the governor's coronavirus emergency declaration in 2020. However, the Pennsylvania... Yeah, there, here, yeah here's, here, here, here's what I said before. The legislature had passed a concurrent resolution to end the governor's coronavirus emergency declaration in June of 2020. However, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled the governor could veto the resolution. And then on uh, July 14th, Governor Wolf vetoed the resolution. A two-thirds vote in the legislature would have had to, uh, been required to overturn a veto, which they didn't get. So now Pennsylvania will join four other states, which is Alaska, Kansas, Michigan, and Minnesota, that require a legislative vote to extend or terminate the governor's emergency declaration after a specific number of days. So uh, this caused a lot of turmoil in, in this state. Uh, there are a lot of angry citizens. And, uh, it, I mean, I don't know what was going through the man's head. I mean, personally, I just think that, you know, I mean, I understand Tom Wolf wanted to keep us safe. I get that, but a lot of the rules didn't make sense. Like, the one rule that really got me, and this, this one just ended recently. If you were in a bar, if you had food in front of you, you could have a drink, an alcoholic drink. But if you didn't have food, you couldn't have a drink. It's like you know, is coronavirus afraid of <laughs> afraid of food? I mean, it, I mean, it was pathetic. I mean, you know, right, there are some bars, right, where you sit down, right, two, three guys at a table, and they'd have one hot dog sitting in the middle of the table, so that you you, know, so you could have drinks. Uh, another place had uh, Ritz crackers with uh, peanut butter, you know, in between them, and, you know, you know, as long you know, because you, know, you had to have some kind of food, which was kind of ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, I don't mind the government trying to keep me safe, but it's got to make sense, and that that's one of those things that just just didn't make sense to me. All right, so moving on. Uh, that's the, that's that's one of the new story I have new stories I have for this week. I want to kind of keep it a little shorter so that you know, we have a little more time for uh, for uh, the end when when we're going to talk about uh, the COVID uh, the COVID nineteen vaccine. So now we're going to move into history. Now last week I got a couple uh, listeners, and I yeah you know, I do agree with them that it was kind of lengthy, kind of you know. It droned on, you know. Uh, so I decided instead of going all over all the historical things, I'm just going to pick up maybe like a dozen of the the main key ones that you know, are more relevant to you know, and a because you know, nobody cares what happened in 1312, you know. So uh, this first one, it's you know history buffs you'll get into this one. In 1809, the Battle of Aspern Essling, uh, the uh, the Austrian army beat Napoleon. It was Napoleon's first defeat in 10 years. In 1861, Richmond, Virginia was designated as the Confederate capital. During, you know, that was, you know, you're know, going into the Civil War there. In 1881, the American Red Cross was founded by Clara Barton. In 1914, the Greyhound Bus Company was started in Minnesota. In 1916, uh, Great Britain began using daylight savings time. In 1918, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the amendments so that women could vote. 1927, Charles Lindbergh landed the Spirit of St. Louis in Paris after the first solo air crossing of the Atlantic. 
1932, Amelia Earhart did the same when she landed in Northern Ireland. She 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 uh, was the first uh, female solo crossing of the Atlantic. Um, in 1945, Hemrick Himmler, who was one of the main leaders of of the uh, of the uh, the uh, Nazi SS, uh, he was captured. 1956, uh, the United States detonated the first airborne hydrogen bomb over Bikini Atoll. 1994, Dan Cortese, he was the Burger King spokesperson. He got married to uh, Dee Dee Hemley. Uh, 2013, uh, Microsoft announced the release of the Xbox One. And then finally, for uh, this day in history, in 2017, Bar the Barnum & Bailey Circus uh, performed their final show after 146 years in business. Uh, that's when I really wanted to mean one major birthday today, which uh, it's this this guy was out there. He was well in this day in 1960, American serial killer uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was born in West Isles, Wisconsin. If you don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was, he was a guy who had a uh, he was a cannibal. You know, he basically killed people and then ate them. Uh, you know, it's you like the old joke goes. You know, what did they find in Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, shower? Head and shoulders. Yeah, that was a horrible joke, sorry. Uh, there's no real main notable deaths today. Uh, the only other thing... Well, no, that's it except for... Uh, talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. So, I know, I hear this a lot. A lot of people talk about, you know, I'm not going to get the COVID vaccine because of this or that. Um, this happened to somebody or... There's a lot of... There's a lot of myths out there and a lot of, you know, mis misinformation and I just kind of thought maybe you know, I do, you know, you know, for a first topic on this show, I would do my public service and just kind of discuss, you know, coronavirus, the vaccine and uh um I'm fully vaccinated. I'm yeah, I've been vaccinated since January. Um you know, the day after the vaccine, yeah, you it could be a little rough for a day or two, but you know, it, this is going to save so many lives. Um, so, just some of them, some of the, uh, big ones out there is, uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I've already had COVID-19, so I don't, I don't need the vaccine. This isn't like a normal virus. Now, all these facts, first of all, I'm getting from the, uh, Hopkins Medicine, hopkinsmedicine.org. Uh, it's a peer-reviewed peer article, which, which is when you get any kind of information like this, you want to make sure it's peer-reviewed, because that way it's, you know, it's fact-checked. Um, the fact about about not needing the vaccine if you've already had COVID-19, the fact is people who have gotten sick with COVID-19 may still benefit from getting the vaccine due to the severe health risks associated um, with COVID-19 and the fact that reinfection with COVID-19 is possible. People may be advised to get a COVID-19 vaccine even if they've been sick with COVID-19 before. Um, this is a big one I hear. The researchers rushed the development of the COVID-19 vaccine, so its effectiveness and safety cannot be trusted. Everybody, the big information, disinformation is that, you know, they made this, this virus in a couple couple months. They didn't. Um, well, first of all, the fact is that studies found that the two initial vaccines, which is Moderna and Pfizer, are both about 95% effective. Uh, no serious or life-threatening side effects. Um, 
So the main thing with this is that you know they've been working on um trying to find where it was saying this at. Basically what it comes down to is the COVID nineteen vaccine. They've been they've been they've been working on this vaccine for a long time. It's not like they just, you know, pulled it out in nine months, nine, ten months. Um, there's a lot of viruses that are very similar to COVID. Any any of the coronaviruses, which uh, SARS is a big one. So we've been, we've been we've been working on a SARS vaccine for over a decade. So this 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 research has been going on for a long time. So you know they have taken a long time to develop this. It's just that in the last nine months, there's been so much money available to finish the development. They've been able to hire. Uh, and, you know, and employ a lot more scientists to help work on this, and so, you know, it it is safe. Um, see, another one is getting the COVID nineteen vaccine means I can stop wearing my mask and taking precaution, uh, coronavirus precautions. Well, the fact of that is, on May thirteenth, twenty twenty one, the CDC revised safety guidelines for those who are fully vaccinated. Uh, it's the, the the new guideline states that fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing, except when required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, uh, including local businesses and workplaces. Like, uh, for instance, you know, at my current employer, you know, as long as we're vaccinated, we don't have to wear masks anymore. You know, I mean, you know, they're still encouraging the, the you know you know the six feet distancing, which is okay. You know, I mean, it's. You know, that personal space is kind of nice anyways, so. Another big one that, that I keep hearing over and over again is that getting the COVID-19 vaccine gives you COVID-19. The vaccine for, uh, the article says that the, art, the vaccine for COVID-19 cannot and will not give you COVID-19. The two authorized mRNA vi uh, uh, vaccines instruct your cells to produce a protein that is part of SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus which helps your body recognize and fight the virus if it comes along. The COVID-19 vaccine does not contain the SARS-CoV-2 virus, so you cannot get COVID-19 from the vaccine. The protein that helps your immune system recognize and fight the virus does not contain infection of any sort. I know that, I keep hearing that one over and over. Um, another one, the side effect of COVID-19 vaccines are dangerous. In April 2021, the CDC temporarily paused and resumed the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That was causing blood clots. So, I mean, you know, th that just goes to show that this, you know, uh, the CDC is very closely monitoring this. And if there's anything, they will, in a second, you know, yank it and stop it, stop one of them from being used until they, until they work out issues. So, this one I've heard and it kind of makes me laugh. It's uh, the COVID-19 vaccine enters your cells and changes your DNA. COVID, uh, the facts are that the COVID-19 vaccine are designed to help your body's immune system fight the coronavirus. The messenger RNA from two of the first types of COVID-19 vaccines does enter cells, but, does, but not the nucleus of the cell where DNA resides. The mRNA does its job to cause the cell to make a protein and stimulate the immune system, and then it quickly breaks down without affecting your DNA. And this just kind of goes back to what I was saying about the whole vaccine itself. The messenger RNA technology used to make the COVID-19 vaccine is brand new. 
fact is, the mRNA technology behind the new coronavirus vaccines have been in development for almost two decades. Vaccine makers use a technology to help them respond quickly to a, a new pandemic illness, such as COVID-19. Uh, the COVID-19 vaccine was developed with or contains controversial substances. Uh, facts are that the first two COVID-19 vaccines to be authorized by the FDA contain mRNA and other normal vaccine ingredients such as fats, salts, as well as a small amount of sugar. These COVID-19 vaccines are not, uh, were not developed using fetal tissue and they do not contain any materials such as implants, microchips, or tracking devices. I hear this one a lot, you know, that, you know they're putting chips in the trackers. Listen, they don't need to put chips in the trackers. If they want to, which I feel they probably are tracking us, listen to every conversation, they don't need a microchip. Everybody has a cell phone. So why go to the, why go to the, to the extra work and the extent of putting chips in us when we already have a cell phone that they can track us on? So I, I, whenever I hear someone say that they're putting device trackers in us, I get a laugh that says, that's just, that's just, that's just silliness. Um, and then the final myth that's here covered here is, now that we have a, a vaccine for COVID-19, we can make vaccines for the common cold, HIV, and other diseases. Facts are that thousands of viruses that cause various diseases are very different. Many change and mutate year by year, making it difficult to develop one vaccine that works for a long period of time. Developing vaccines for some disease-causing viruses is tough. For example, the virus that causes HIV can hide and make itself undetectable by the human immune system, which means creating a vaccine for it is extremely difficult. The common cold can be caused by, any, by one of, uh, of hundreds of different viruses, so a vaccine for just one of them would not be very effective. So, uh, what I'm saying to, you, to, to everybody out there, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you know, and you're, you know, and you're in good health, I beg, I plead to you, go get your vaccine. You know, it's it's free. You know, you might be sore, sick for a day or so after each after each injection. It's not a big deal, you know. And the sooner that everybody does this, the sooner that you know, that you know, we 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 can get back to to a normal life. You know, you know, I know, you know people people are like, oh, you know, you're just you know following the government. You know, you're following the you're following us. If you're following a government, you're like a like a herd of sheep. No, it's it's. I want to keep myself and my family and my friends healthy, and you know, and I want everybody else to stay healthy too. So I mean, you know, you know, if you're if you're still against getting the getting the vaccine, I just I would at least advocate for you to go online, look for peer-reviewed material, and any objection that you have to it, research it. You know. When this virus first, or when this vaccine first came out, I was dead set against getting it. I'm like, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get it. I'm not, you know. But then I started reading peer-reviewed uh, information, and like, and what I just went over, most of that was concerns you know that I had, and you know, it just goes to show that, you know, what you see on Facebook, a lot of that is so wrong, so false, and people buy into it like it's gospel. So. So, with that being said, last week I posed a question to you guys. That question was on current things like like uh, like buying tobacco, serving in the military, um, gambling. You know, there's age restrict and drinking. There's age restrictions on everything. And you know, I was asking, do you think that the age restrictions are appropriate? Or should they be changed? Um, I didn't get a lot of feedback on this one. I'm not sure if maybe it just didn't 
didn't hit home with a lot of people, but uh, I'm really torn on this. I mean, you know, I think 16 is a good, a good age for driving. Um, for gambling, I think 21 is an appropriate age because gambling, you know, if you're not mature, you can lose a lot of money really fast gambling. So, I, you know, 21 I think is appropriate for that. Drinking? Okay, I mean, Europe... See, here's where I kind of get, I kind of, you know, I guess get kind of stuck. You can serve for, you know, you can serve in the military at age 18. You can give your life for this country. But you can't have a drink. Now, I understand why people aren't mature enough at 18. My personal thought is, is that, you know, potentially what they should look at is maybe making a law where at eight, from 18 to 21... You know, you can drink if, you know, if you're in the presence of competent 21-year-olds to make sure that, you know, you're not overdoing it, to make sure that, you know, you're not, you know, going out and driving. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of have a hard time with saying that, you know, you can't have a, a beer, but you can go, you know, die for your country. I just, I don't know. That's, I mean, I think all the all the age limits set in place are pretty appropriate. Um... I don't know, I think it was kind of rough pushing, like in Pennsylvania, to buy tobacco, it used to be 16, or I, I mean 18, now it's 21, I think that was kind of harsh push, pushing that back, but other than that rule, the only thing that I really have a hard thing with is, you know, I mean, I understand putting drinking at 21, but at the same time, you know, now you're saying that, you know, you can't have a beer, but you can die for your country, so, I don't know if there's, that's something that maybe... You know, you know, you know, lawmakers should look at and rehash, but once again, you know, who am I to say? I'm just, you know, some average Joe, so. Um, so now we're to the last part of the show. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose another question to you, and I'm asking you guys to write in, or you can message us, email us, however you want to contact us. Um, and this week's question is, <clears throat> um, is uh, well, basically, it all comes down to uh, euthanasia. You know, we have animals that are sick; they're dying. You know, they're in pain. You know, and we take them to the vet. And, you know, we have them put down. Now, just just hear me out on this one before you you know be like, wow, that's 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 twisted. You know, we have adults who are. You know, fully in a, you know, you know they're in a, you know they're in a sound mind, sound state of mind. You know they're they're fully you know able to make their own decisions. They're dying of severe cancer, and they have weeks to months to live, and they're in excruciating pain. It's not going to get any better. You know, why can't they have the right to say, "I want my life terminated"? You know, I don't want to do this no more. I can't. You know, I mean, I understand there's all kind of religious. You know ramifications. I mean, that would have to be you know a person by person decision. But I mean, you think about it. We allow abortion in this country, and you're terminating life before it has a chance to say, you know, it wants to be alive or doesn't want to be alive. So if we can make the choice for somebody else, why can't? A full-grown adult who's dying a horrible disease and is dying is just going to be in pain and torture the rest of, the, of what time they have left. Why can't they have that 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 same that same ability for themselves? Why can't they say, you know what? 
I can't do this no more. You know, it hurts. I can't. I just, you know, I just want to be put, you know, to rest. So what do you think about that? Do you think that, you know, they should look at legalizing euthanasia for adults? I know this is a very controversial thing. Uh, I've talked about this in with, with, you know, my inner circles. And I always get very, very mixed responses. And I think a lot of it has to do with religious preferences and, you know, the way you were raised. And so, you know, think about this one. Give me a response on the Facebook page or... Uh, yeah, you can email us, you can uh, message us, all, all, all links are on the Facebook page. Um, so, until next week, think about this and let me know. So, until next week, guys, just stay safe. I'll see you, I'll talk to you guys later.